Now, Hot Tops um, and the Half-Blood Prince. Oh, wow. I was going to say the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Forget it, because Prince. Yeah, I do. I do. All right, so this week in our pop culture segment, uh, Hot Tops, he kept on coming. He kept on coming. Oh my I God. only have myself to blame. Oh, if you'd have seen you'd it, have been, that bet. fucking semen, I bet that you would have also came. One more time, he kept on coming. He kept on coming. He only, awesome. right, Link? He only had him child of black. No, don't, make, don't make Link do the choreography. Link is like, don't. Shit. I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> okay, so this week in our pop culture segment, which is called Hot Tops, <clears throat> I'm covered in cum and it's sliding oh, between no. my thighs. Woo. <laughs> this boy better come and clean my gooch or I'm gonna go off tonight. <laughs> wow, and where are you and now? And where's a warm towel? <laughs> now that I need one. Wow. Jizz on my pillow. Where did he go? I can't stand this nigga. But I won't cause commotion. He'll never see me fall apart. Cause the next time we fuck, I'll fart. It's just emotion. What? <laughs> Did you say you'll fart? Oh my god. Y'all gonna learn not to Oh, y'all gonna learn not to play this song with your kids in the car. Not this show, Lord. Not this show. <laughs> Alright, so to uh, tonight in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops. Um ooh. Ah, precious moments. You won't fuck this ass again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause you a bitch boy and you know it. Oh, you are not my boyfriend. I thought I told ya, just have my dividends. You won't fuck this ass again. Wow. <laughs> you won't fuck this ass again. <laughs> you won't fuck this. <laughs> Come on, routine. Okay. Yes, choreography. So, <laughs> um, well, let's jump into Hot Tops, Texas Butch Queen Massacre, which is the title of my life. When I like to get into, when I step into Houston. Yeah, um, that's you. It is. It's what you do. Okay, so let's get into the garbage this week uh, in our pop culture segment, which is called Hot Tops. Um, 
House of Coochie, Father, Son, and House of Coochie. <laughs> My favorite. Now, let's get into our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Six Degrees of Slapperation. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. So this week, we're going to do our use and get into some pop culture mess oh, fun. Uh, with a segment called uh, Hot Tops. Oh, my God. A thousand cum shots from you is never too much. I cannot, please. I just don't want to talk all my life. Million days in my ass is never too much. I just don't want to talk. All right. So. Oh, how I wish Luther was around for this. I miss him. <laughs> feel like he really would have enjoyed that. Like privately amongst his yeah. friends. He would have cackled at that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the pop culture segment. Hot Tops. Dr. Strange in the multi multiverse bottoms of madness. And you know, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Magic white man. Sure um, he is. <laughs> part of the Marvel Cinematic Society and um, not the one that dated Taylor Swift, as we previously discussed. But that's not. How come he's Dr. Strange and not Dr. Average? Because he's strange. But what does he do that's strange? Magic. He has strange magic? Like he invents poisons or something like that bitch in the Wonder Woman movie? Invents poison like that bitch in the wall. What bitch in the Wonder Woman? Remember movie? the Wonder Woman movie where it was like somebody in Germany, the bad, the bad one. The bad one had oh, invented oh, some kind of gas. Oh, so, so she had invented some kind of gas that was like gonna change the course of the war or something, and they had to go stop her. Or he made he taps into other dimensions and uses powers to make magic. Oh no, this spells. bitch can't even imagine that. He's okay. a sorcerer. All right. All Got you. Got a right. whole cape and everything. I don't remember this nigga, but I will look him up. <laughs> so good for, so him. good for him. Well, let's get into the dark. This <laughs> week, <laughs> in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Ooh. the unbearable weight of massive day. Let's get into some pop culture garbage in a segment that we called Hot Tops. Everything everywhere in my cut. Wow. Now, wow. That leads us to my final topic for this week. Okie dokie. Medea had a film on Netflix that premiered just this past, I don't know, a week or two. Mm. A Medea Homecoming, it is titled. Starring Tyler Perry, uh, Gabriel Dennis, mm. Brandon Black, and more of the uh, usual suspects. Tamala Mann. Yep. Eugene Mann. What's her husband name again? <laughs> David Mann. <laughs> David Mann. Although Eugene do look like that would be his name. <laughs> he do look like a Eugene. He do. And um, it happens. Now, here's the thing. I um had no intention of looking at this, um, which is usually the case when it comes to Tyler Perry's stuff. 
However, a lot of y'all were talking to us about this particular film, I think specifically because it contains a Beyonce parody, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically a parody of the Homecoming film, which also exists on Netflix. Um, (laughs) And somebody on Twitter told me they watched it and they actually liked it. So I went ahead... And I watched the entire goddamn movie, Mm. all one hour and like 44 minutes. One hundred (laughs) and five of my Negro minutes. So, whoever told you it was good, absolutely lied. (laughs) Now, all right. I will say Mm-mm. that Mm-mm. watching this film, I'd give it a solid five. I five point five. Five if out I'm of being what? Ten. Oh, okay. I thought you meant out of a hundred. Out of one hundred, yeah. did I give it five? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that, that was fair or unfair? I feel like you looked like that. That I mean, a five, a five point five out of ten is very generous. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's very I nice. It is extremely nice. <laughs> I'm asking you what you thought of it being five out of a hundred. Did you think that was too? I much? think five like out of one. Much. I mean, <laughs> I think five out of one hundred is also generous. I I would probably give it a one point three. Out of one hundred points, yes, I would. Okay, I would. I. Okay, so here's the thing. I haven't watched a Medea movie or a Tyler Perry anything in such a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe because my expectations were in the shitter. I'm talking about the basement. Mm-hmm. That watching this, I was like, this is just this is a Medea movie. It has all of the mm-hmm. makings of the of a Medea movie. Um family members coming to town with secrets. Um <sighs> Medea making fun of the church, leading into a joke about drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Secrets unveiled. A lengthy monologue from Medea about how you should get your shit together, rife with uh, metaphors and analogies mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff that the church loves. Um, really predictable twists. Mm-hmm. It was a Medea movie. Everything it about it was just like, oh, I have seen this before. Yep, Not yep, in a while. Yep, yep. But I've seen you do this mm-hmm. a couple of times. It probably took him an afternoon at like California Pizza Kitchen to write it. Yep. And here we are today. To be honest with you, I thought it would be worse. And it was bad. <laughs> I actually think my problem is that, like, I had just got done watching good TV before I watched it. See there, that's what you did. So it was, perhaps it was worse to me for that reason. But, like, I saw niggas talking about, this is so funny. I thought, you know, Tyler must have hired some. It was funny. It had funny moments. I I laughed laughed one time. And that was at the Cardi B moment in The Red Lobster. 
That's what made you laugh? That when she got up and was like, broke boys don't deserve no coochie. And all the hoes in the restaurant said, I know that's right. I laughed. I said, ha ah. And then it was over. Okay. My main issue with it, besides the fact that the story was completely service and it sucked, was the fact, fe- um, like what I felt like were true issues for me that stood out. One, the fucking uh, Black Lives Matter protesting. One of the kids is a, a, is cop, a cop thing. That, that had no bearing oh over the story at, at all. all. I would assume that whenever he was writing this, maybe the protests and riots, quote unquote, were more prevalent and uh, relevant than they always are. Um, But it just, to me, had nothing to do with the rest of the mother. No, not to me. It it, period had nothing to do with the rest of the, the, the story. And I didn't care for a lot of the statements that they were making. The whole like, oh, you don't fuck with the police until you need something from them. Like it just screamed uncle, auntie. Shut up, Bill. And so because that had nothing to do with the rest of the story, that made me want to barf. And then the other only other thing that I really wanted to do a backflip over was that goddamn Disney plus ass transition. Like those cuts. The transitions those cuts where pieces of the next shot would just slide into the scene. They did it like three to four times in the whole movie. So it always felt out of nowhere. And then just the tone was like, where's why are we watching Snick? Like when the what is what happened? Yes. So between that and, you know, just the story altogether being more baseless Tyler Perryness, yeah. I was like, by the time we got to the the Beyonce stuff, I was half asleep. I didn't even care about that part. I was happy it was over. Um, yeah, I could see that. I watched the whole thing. So there's that. And, mm. um Mm. You know, God bless the cast and everybody showing up and doing the the best that they. I'm glad that black people got a check. I'm always yeah, glad that well. I'm black that people got a check. <laughs> favorite thing about him, but wow, this was bad. Give and these black people these opportunities. It's kind yes, of man. amazing that Tyler Perry has not. He does not seem to have grown at all in like the almost 20 years that I have been watching Tyler Perry stuff. It's like this is the same thing. You put out in like 2005, just with a better budget. I actually liked the um. I got a kick out of the uh the white lady the um the man the Irish the, the Irish auntie did drag. you yeah. There was just something different. The type the character was someone I haven't seen or heard of before, and was like relatively funny, eating the edibles and getting high. It was like. I guess it was. <laughs> I turned I didn't it off. Hate myself for watching it afterwards. I was just like, yeah, another not great Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right, what else? <laughs> like, it was just really. It was. It was just so bad. I'm sorry. It was not good. And <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. He has made way worse like way worse what like what was way worse films. is it not all acrimony, oh acrimony yes okay acrimony is ba- okay when um, he goes outside of the Medea universe that is the only thing worse than Medea boom that's all I'm saying but what what kind of benchmark is that <laughs> the one I'm talking about <laughs> I'm, I'm 
just saying. I'm not saying the movie Signing Give It Its Flowers. It made me laugh, and he's done way worse. So take that and do with it what you will. But that whole Medea, that whole Mm. I had a dream where I was Beyonce was like. The Rosa Parks thing, like we've seen this. Okay, no. The Rosa Parks thing was absolutely a bit on one of the plays. Yes. Don't remember which one. Please don't Get tell me because I bus, don't care. Rosa, we've seen Don't it. tell me I don't care. But I have not seen it visualized before. Right. So I told you niggas when I saw the trailer for this that there was a bit where you see her back in the like 50s or whatever in black and white. Oh, man. <laughs> and I and was like, I want to see what <laughs> right that was <laughs> about. And it happens to be the Rosa Parks bit. Yeah. So that I also was like, oh, okay. He actually like a visualization of this thing. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying, You are, you are really giving compliments. You are. Because I'm, this is how I genuinely feel. It made me laugh. When Joe said, God, I wish I could remember this line. When he thought that the boys were gay and he went to get up, he said some dumb shit. It was so funny. He was like, God, I can't remember. He said something like, if you, when you go to bed, if the sun rises, the fuck, I wish I could remember the line. He said, when you go to bed at night, if the sun rises, then you something. If it has not, then you have died. And then he just got up and walked away. I ruined it. But when I tell you, I don't remember that this shit, line. Bro, it's like the first, it's it's very early on in the film, like when he's sitting down okay, with Okay, um, so I saw it. I just with the don't sun remember and this. The and light the light skin boy. Roommate. Yeah, and he's just he says something to them, and then he just gets up and walks away. But it was it meant it made no sense, yep. and it was clear that he just said something so that he could leave. Mm-hmm. And that shit actually made me like, I wouldn't say cackle, but I open mouth <laughs> laughed. Okay, I did laugh. Okay, okay. can we talk yeah. church girl? Let's do it, friend. Let's Bitch. talk church girl. Let's talk about church, girl. I have so much to say. I know Twinkie said, turn the wigs around. <laughs> it's sophisticated looking. <laughs> <laughs> this song. Okay. <gasps> like. My heart. Beyonce. My soul. My spirit. And Terrius Snash left no crumbs. Yeah, they do. They just left none. I. Okay. I don't even know where I want to begin. I think I just want to say that personally, obviously this is a bop. Obviously this is an ass shaker. But more than that, I think that like the whole perspective of like, oh, it's a a very, you know, popular gospel song by Twiggy and Minchie Saint. Like, I just think that whole perspective is boring. Right. Um, yes, there like are some provocative lyrics over uh something that Clark sisters created or whatever, but when okay. you <laughs> get into again the lyrics of the song, it right it just fully forms the purpose and the theme. And it's so much more than dropping it like a thoughty and saying, you know, ass and you can be my daddy over a gospel record. It's (laughs) really about, like, even though that is one of my favorite parts of it. it. (laughs) I do love it. (laughs) I just feel like the dis, not even the discourse, but like the discussion around it is... 
kind of boring. Like, it's so much about more to me, um, a love letter to Black women and the freedom of them to be more than just church girls. Yeah. No? Yes. I... So this is the first song when I heard the lyrics. I mean, from the beginning, when she said, feel like I move mountains, got friends that cry fountains. I started to cry. Yeah. I am the friend who cried the fountains. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so immediately I, I heard the gospel references. Obviously, I got it immediately. The connections to like the church and how you know, letting go of a lot of that religious teaching will free you because a lot of girls are being held captive by like these ideas that men came up with. All of that. I fully got that. However, for me, it was not about religion at all. For me, it was about finding freedom as a human being. Yeah. As somebody who has been like, not from the church, but Freedom from my own thoughts, my own internalized beliefs that had me thinking that I wasn't enough. Freedom from depression in a way. Freedom from anxiety. Freedom from feeling like I needed to meet other people's standards in order to be anything. It was just, you know what? I have been through so goddamn much. Me and my niggas, we have cried. We have struggled. And so I'm telling all of you black ass motherfuckers right now, as soon as I cross the threshold into that goddamn party, I'm finna show my black ass. When this bitch said, I'm gonna love on me, nobody can judge me but me. I was born free. No, I'm sorry. I collapsed. Yeah. I crumpled into tears. And then, of course, she brought it back talking about dropping like a thotty. And so I'm like, I'm smiling and laughing and like popping my ass or That's whatever. That's what I love but, about it. Me too. But then it goes right back to like, I'm finally on the other side. I'm finally on the other side. Anybody who has ever made it to the other side, like you feel that shit when you have been struggling for so long and you finally feel okay with yourself. You finally feel good about yourself. You finally feel like you're in a place to like take care of yourself and not fuck yourself over every fucking day. And we swim in through all the fucking tears we cried like... You ain't trying to hurt nobody. You're doing the best you fucking can. You are just doing your best. You're a human being. Shaking your ass is not hurting nobody. You're just trying to survive and not be miserable the whole goddamn time. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Church Girl was and is my favorite song on this album. Work. It is. It means so much to me. It doesn't like, I've seen some people say they don't like it. Uh, that's their business. They no, 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 haven't like, walked my road and they don't they they don't know my life. I don't understand. I think everyone I don't I want everyone who enjoys this album and enjoys Beyonce to have their opinions. Like we're not mm-hmm. all we're not all have the same taste. Right. We're not all gonna like the same and, things, and the same right? Songs and whatnot and things, you know, but like it really surprised me that so many people well not so many people, but certain people that I saw like anyone honestly. Mm-hmm. saying that they didn't like the song team, but I'm like, why? Is it Yeah, the a lot of people, thing? I saw a lot of people say that and I'm like, maybe, I think some people maybe take it super literally and they haven't. I mean, I truly feel like either you've been deep in the church or you've been deep in some shit 
to really feel church girl. Maybe if your mental health ain't never been in hell and you was never super subscribed to church stuff, then it don't really hit for you like it does for the rest of us. But when the, the way this girl, the way she keeps saying like, church girl, don't hurt nobody. Bad girls act snotty. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. Trying to bring the life up in your body. Like for me, the song was like, I see you. I see how hard you have been trying to get past this bullshit that has been breaking your fucking back and holding you down. I see how hard you have been struggling. And I am so proud and so excited. And I'm going to celebrate with you for being on this side of it. If you don't rock with that, that's fine. My feelings are not hurt. But Church Girl is it for me. One of one. Number one. I just think that um, to me... Again, listening to I can't like like listening to the lyrics of it. A lot of this album is smart, but it's not really like pretentious, and yes. it's not. Um, I don't. I personally didn't feel like too difficult to decipher. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I just really enjoy the aspect of this that specific song and how it feels like it is speaking to black women and mm-hmm. them. Breaking free, feeling free, not having to oh, yeah. um, feel confined to societal norms and patriarchy and all of the expectations of society and the church and so on. And just letting go of the fact that, bitch, the world is on your shoulders. <laughs> yep. And girl, exactly. like, you know what I'm going to do today? Drop it like a fucking thotty and you can eat my exactly. ass. Exactly. Love Listen, it. I know you got church in the morning, but guess what else? You doing God's work. God's work. Rapper Vic Mensa and uh, one of my perpetual Instagram thirst traps arrested in arrested in the states at Washington Duels <laughs> International Airport. Okay. <laughs> after customs found uh, a number of drugs in his luggage after a trip from Ghana, where he spends a lot of his time. 41 grams, according to this uh, report on Fox 5 DC. 41 grams of liquid LSD, which... Oh, shit. I don't even know what that... Hold on. Isn't that... I know. I've never even heard of that. Uh, I don't No, that one's not the speed. No, LSD, have you seen shit? I think. Speed is meth, amphetamines. Oh. Well, that's what I get for using fucking drug terms from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know I don't anything know. about liquid LSD. I don't know. No, shit I like I've that, heard of LSD so. obviously, but I don't I couldn't think of like what the street name of that was anyway. Anyway, Allegedly 41 grams of liquid LSD and then like a ton of, of shroom stuff. Shroom gummies and like capsules and stuff like that. And so the doll baby got arrested by U.S. Customs and Border Protection at the airport. Um, and is facing felony charges. Damn. Uh, for narcotics possession. It's not looking great. It was just, he oh, was just girl. with the president of Ghana and Chance the Rapper taking pictures and shit like that. Now he's back in the States where he's black again. So, <laughs> my. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. So like again, we've talked about this. I've never done shrooms. It's on my my to-do list, you know, oh, bucket or, or not. But like felony? Is it giving felony? I mean, technically, yes, because they're Should not she? <laughs> No. <laughs> that's what my no, that's that, what I'm asking. Right. Yeah, okay, no, definitely not. You said liquid LSD, which is Oh no. In that same <laughs> right, but I just did a quick Google search and it's definitely a, a um a hallucinogenic drug, which but is aren't what I it was. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they're in the same family. I wouldn't be surprised if they're very close to being the same thing. Somebody who knows more about drugs will chime in. But um yeah, I you reading off those quantities and then me seeing this picture of what they caught him with. I'm just like, this is hardly like an empire worth of narcotics. Yeah. Like this was clearly for this man's personal use, probably in making music. Yeah, or, Mama was not coming back here to be James St. Patrick. Right. She exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I just, this seems Touch like grass, a technicality, like, <laughs> See shit sprouting up out of the grass, yeah. get messages from the universe that are whispered in the wind as it blows through the trees at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might happen to me. Yeah. Sounds great. I, I saw Beyonce in the dryer at my homegirl's apartment. So, Oh, that sounds so nice. Was she kind? It was. What did she y'all was. talk about? I opened the dryer. She was like, you found me. <laughs> I said, so <laughs> did. <laughs> Yeah. We, yeah, you know, we didn't talk for long. <laughs> it was just a few little minutes and then I went back to <laughs> I went back to taking messages from the wind. <laughs> the, the wind had a lot to say that night. The wind was on one that night. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you okay? Please. <laughs> Oh my god! She was very. I'm just picturing I'm just picturing Beyonce in the dryer, like Pennywise, talking about something. Oh wow, that's beautiful. It was a yeah, it was a good time. So I just feel like you know they getting this nigga because they can, and this is not some serious drug charge that I would like be mad at a person for. Not at all. This is some shit. I mean, hell, in a few years I might get caught with. I mean. He just seems more advanced than me in the psychedelics, but I don't, it's not that far off from what I can see for myself. So, yeah, hate to hear it. Moving on to, uh, we're going to do our pop culture segment. You guys know that we do the pop culture on here. So, we will be doing our hot tops after. What? We do. I forgot that I'm in public and I actually should not have done that. Mm. We do keep your sports short. Yeah. Now I guarantee you that that phone is going to ring in like two seconds, and they're going to be like, "Your hotel? Yeah, they're going to, sir. Um, is everything okay? Do you need an early checkout? Sounds or? like a murder." <laughs> Um, all right. So, girlies, welcome back. We're here to talk about the ultimate, 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 ultimate event ultimate. in sports and ball and game. game, game, game. 
The Super Bowl happens, girlies. It did indeed. And here we are on the other side of things. The Los Angeles Rams defeated ever so narrowly the Cincinnati Bengals. Narrow's the other one? No, that you had it right. Then why did you look at me like that? Like I said something wrong. Because it's just a matter of time, but please continue. <laughs> This is why you're not going to make it in heaven. <laughs> and I hope that we get to the gate at the same time and I get to walk past you. I hope you do. Anyways. Too. That would be funny as hell. <laughs> so, yes, the Rams uh, indeed won. And I can, I will say that I I, I am not surprised. Um, because, you know, the Ram, the sheep are, are flock animals. And so togetherness and teamwork is just a part of their uh, behavior anyway. Mm. And their intelligence and memory is also uh, quite underestimated a bit. While, you know, the tiger is quite arrogant, does its own thing, kind of, you know, likes to hunt and, and, and do its own. It kind of works in packs if there's something to get out, out, out of it, like food or pussy or if it has like, it's like a bomb. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, I once again rooting for the underdog was like, got to give it to the, the LA Rams. They did their thing. They were in their city. Man, the amount of, of, of tackle and, um, as well as the Cooper Cup and Cooper Bowl and, um, wow, sacks, a plenty. And the fact that the, it took place on firm grass in a firm place with firm people is really the magic that takes place here and so congratulations to the girlies you pulled it off great to see so much power in the running Mm -hmm. as well as the receiving and the uh, kicking field goal as well as down yes those did happen you're not wrong any questions? Because I'm What did done. you What did you um, think when Odell went out? You know, it was sad to to hear uh, and witness the injury. Oh yeah, you watched. Of, I'm sure, of course, you watched. Yeah, definitely. I heard first because I went to the restroom at the moment that it took place, and the girls were like, "Oh no!" And then I said, "What?" And then I returned. And that is what I witnessed. Mm-hmm. And it was just really heartbreaking. But then at the same time, you know, the doll kicked things off in a spectacular way. First touchdown of the game was hers. And so it's like, you know, to really to really bring the children into uh, what is a spectacular energy on a firm piece of grass in a firm place with firm people mm-hmm. for L.A. and your best friend, Drake. You know, it 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 bittersweet bittersweet i'm sure that it's not the way that the doll wanted it to go but we're here for her next question um i have to ask about uh eli apple what did you think you know with all of the talk that's been going on about him over the past few weeks um and then his performance in the game itself i just would love to hear your opinion on that you know the thing about eli apple is that that name, you're never going to live up to it. 
because the apple is just once a day it keeps the doctor away and so we had like a lot of uh, a lot riding on that and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure that goes into it as well so regardless of disappointment or not you really have to give it to just perseverance um, and if it isn't what, what you know you need to take you uh, past the finish line as it were then you know God's got you and there's prayer and it works so you thought next he, question I, I'm 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 not entirely sure did you think he did a good job? In no. The- you didn't. Okay. What would, no. what what do you think he needs to focus on for next season? I told you, prayer as well as forgiveness of self and those who who don't wish you well. Okay. And possibly arrogance. Okay. Arrogance. Hubris. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the only other player I really, I think, have a vested interest in is is Aaron Donald. And it was, yeah, yeah so nice to see him um, get mm-hmm. a ring. Do you think he's going to retire or is he coming back? Um, Well, here's the thing. I don't like to discuss my husband too much on the program oh. because I don't want you guys to think that I'm biased. Interesting. Okay. Do I think that he'll be coming back? We've discussed it. The possibilities are great. Um, and we'll just have to see in the future, girls. Don't want to spoil any surprises, but what I will say is get into it. Mm. Okay. My most valuable player, two sacks, four quarterback pressures, four goddamn tackles. The way that he flung Joe Burrow's ass around on that fourth <laughs> and one, like he was the baby's goddamn security guard. What? Aaron Donald's get what into is it. Happening? King. And God among men and the way that he could snap me in half yeah. like a twig. Good. Like a glow. Like stick. a Kit Kat bar. That's right. And and you would Amen. I would ask for more. Okay. Um <laughs> That's been Kid Fury Sport Shorts Girlies. You're welcome, as always. What a game. So much running and and athleticism and things and of that and blue and yellow looks nice together as well so congratulations to los angeles the traffic and shit was worth it i hope that you girls had a great time oh yeah i'm sure you were there with the rest of the celebrities you were probably in a in a box somewhere just you know drinking and trying to avoid the cameras and having a, a good time with your peers Totes met Beyonce, hung out with Blue. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. You and Issa were probably in the same box, just you know it, giggling and laughing like the, the old friends that you are. So tapping champagne, being besties. Yeah, it looks like a fun time. So I'm happy for you. Is the uh, is the halftime performance not part of this or? Oh well, girl, we are done with sports shorts now. Oh, okay. Hot tops. Okay, great. Wow. So and our hot tops. Um, let's just start with the halftime. The joy of halftime. Get it? Because halftime's Pepsi. And I do. The... Yep. We're going to take a break and move on and read your letters. After we do. Stunned. 
As you ought be. What? Welcome back, girlies. In the hell do you have to talk about? Please don't be the WNBA. <laughs> Please don't be the W. Welcome back, girlies. <laughs> to another segment of Kid Fury Sports Shorts, where we're here to talk about what's also bad. Football, bitch. Oh, okay. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. AKA American soccer. Oh, I was so worried. <laughs> okay. That's right. The football girlies have returned they have. to the the field, to the grass, the um pigskin. And yep. you know, some big games week one primarily the Browns defeating um, the Panthers yeah that was 26 24 I believe that's off the dome girl because I have information because I know sports oh, yeah you do and I mean with all of the controversy surrounding their quarterback there's a lot man to talk about there how do you feel yeah, about that but we're not talking about I it. I bet we aren't. No, we're not. <laughs> I we're bet we're not. We're actually going to discuss too much controversy. Okay. And sports short. Yeah. You have to keep in mind. They're not sports long. It's been a while, dude. Just yeah. remember. They're not sports epics. Quick refreshers. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, they're not sports journey. You're right. I'm, I'm here for it, friend. Who are we talking about? We're here to talk about the thrilling battle between, between the Atlanta Falcons yes! and New Orleans Saints. Yes! Ah, yes! Hey, yes! <laughs> Let's talk about it, my nigga! I'd like for you to... Let's talk a, No, let's in. talk about it. Amen. <laughs> of all the games you could have picked. I praise God you chose this one. <gasps> okay. okay, I'm ready. Okay. Well, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints. Bitter and harsh rivals. Oh, God, it's so big. Um took to the field to battle one another this past week one of the National Football League mm-hmm. Association Organization. And um the Saints walked away victorious 27 to 26 <laughs> was this game. Um shout out to the likes of James Is Winston. <laughs> That's his name. It is. That's his name. Yeah, just touchdowns and and yards. We did that. Will Lutz, a 51-yard field goal. Correct. With 19 seconds left Mm -hmm. alongside James is Winston. It's just, it's, you know, it's phenomenal, folks. The coaching debut of one Dennis Allen. Could he do it? The girls wanted to know the children. The answer is yes. And folks are wondering, how is it that Atlanta was able to mess this one up? 
what was going on? You yes, know, I Jarvis know Landry. about that for sure. They're so powerful and yeah, so strong. Thank you. And my feelings are the same as always. That, you know, you gotta look out for falcons. They're... <laughs> A bird of prey, but also can be the prey themselves to the hunter. Okay. How astute. And correct. Um, you know, it's been an, an interesting time for them without um, that one guy. Yeah. Or that other one. That's not there anymore. Which and one? That other one. Which one? Who's the first one? The, the um, you know the guy. I do. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Brian. Okay. Ryan Matthew. Uh, Ryan Matthew plays for which team? Matthew Ryan. Matthew Ryan plays for which team? No longer plays for the Falcons. And Matt Ryan being gone from the Falcons had something to do with the Falcons losing. It's just, you know, sometimes it can be a shakeup to morale and to rhythm as well as okay. uh, passion. Okay. Also, um, but the Saints don't have their regular quarterback anymore either. So what do you make of that? You know, the thing about the Saints is that, you know, they... They overcame a lot through um, the the use of, of fervor um, and um, Gatorade, um, tennis shoes. Oh God! And um, fifty cent wings. 50 cent wing. The Saints have a new quarterback and a new head coach and still beat the Falcons. What do you make of that? Well, you know, I have a theory okay. that, you know, it's a conspiracy theory I've been hearing about that I actually agree with. Interesting. Okay. Which is the, the possibility that, that um, the Atlanta's new theme song um <laughs> Starring Rotimi of Power on Stars fame could be to blame. Now, there is a section of the fandom that is blaming Rotimi um, for the Atlanta Falcons' loss by bringing um, bad energy to the city by singing a terrible theme song. Uh, titled Rise Up. As someone who is not from Atlanta. <laughs> As someone who is not from Atlanta, with Atlanta being home to so, so many, many artists. Just <laughs> literally too many. So to many. So many. Just uh, Atlanta and the metro area is honestly. <laughs> I mean. Could have just oh. thrown a French fry and hit a better decision, but you know that's where my feelings lie in terms of 
um, the performance. I think my suggestion to the Atlanta Falcons would be to uh, keep keep your head up, rise rise up, yeah, and um, <laughs> how, how get a new theme song <laughs> and get a new theme song. And and I'm certain that when that happens, that they will have. A, a brighter future because I know what I'm talking about. Don't you, as a sports Any expert, questions? yes, don't you feel like Amaretta the Great would have been a much better decision to do this song as opposed to a nigga from Jersey? You know, what you're talking about sounds a little too much like right. And sometimes, <laughs> okay, you know, you don't want to go for like the obvious well received um common sense okay lucrative decision all right sometimes you want to you know spice things up jazz things up yeah um and 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 make a new decision um Speaking and this is why I once again believe that they could have just tossed a pebble yeah. anywhere in the city of Atlanta. Anywhere. And hit so a better many, choice. So many very talented artists. I agree. I would also love to know, since I have the opportunity to speak to a sports expert. Absolutely. Um, something that very rarely happens for me. I would yeah. love to know how you feel about Atlanta going into the fourth quarter. Um with a 23 and 10 lead, actually getting up yeah. to a 26 and 10 lead, and then letting yeah. New Orleans score two touchdowns and a field goal to win the game. What happened with Atlanta? Was it an offensive failure? Was it a defense defensive failure? Was it, was it a coaching error? What does Atlanta need to do to right this ship? You know, um, I love... Your laughing is is um no, I'm antagonistic. Sorry. I, bar- I barely got it out. It's antagonistic. <laughs> oh, it's villainous. It's villainous. Um, there's a poison to it and a venom. You're not and wrong. I find it wildly unnecessary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what can it let us um, do Interesting that you brought up a coaching error. You know, hmm. uh, Arthur Smith, coach of the Falcons, <laughs> said uh, to the reporters, you guys wrote our obituary back in May, yeah. and you'll continue to write our obituary. Who cares? Um, <gasps> and, you know, with that kind of attitude... How can you, you know, rise up to the occasion, you know? So I would say, hey, sir, you you turn that frown upside down and yeah. pick your chin up. And, Absolutely. And, and you just get everyone a lemon yeah. pepper wet and you just... That's right, friend. That's it. Don't you feel like that remark showed a real lack of accountability on behalf of the coach? You know, I don't want to place blame and I don't want to be the shady 
girl in sports talk because I want to set a precedent. Oh, okay. For um, the children moving forward, because <laughs> right. I take the the realm uh, and my platform, my platform very seriously. Yeah, you do. And so I just want to say, um, yes, girl, get it together. And how dare you? And who do you think you are, diva? Great. <laughs> I think. Any that, other questions? N- honestly, no. I think you Great. have answered every question I could possibly have to ask you about this game. <laughs> Predictions for week two. Um, there will be more game. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and um, lot um, numerous records. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um a win that you won't see coming. Wow. What a prediction. Mm-hmm. A win from whom? Who do you think will win that we don't see coming? Which team? That's it for sports shirts. We're out. <laughs> like it's just been such You know, we just can't keep. We've got other things. Okay, we want to make it a sports podcast. Too. So, so who do you think walking will, into spinoff territory? And it's just not. so. Who do you think will win Game Three of the WNBA Finals? Sweetie, the the divas. You're right about that. That's right. The divas are and taking you it. Someone. You're right about that. The team that wins. Will have a player <laughs> with at least twelve inches in their backseat. <laughs> good night and good evening. That's just been Confused Sports Shorts. You're welcome, as always. Um, I'm not willing to take any questions over the internet. Um, <laughs> But you're welcome for today's information. I would tell the girls to stay strapped up. Thank you so much. All right, folks, we are back. And it is now time to read your listener letters. After. No fucking way. We do. Not me thinking I got away with it. Kid Furious Spot I really thought I had been delivered this week. <laughs> no. Welcome back, girlies, to another edition of Kid Fury Sports Shorts, mm. where I, professional sports analyst, Kid Fury, um, discuss all things sports in a short form. That's right. And today we are here to discuss celebration. Okay. We're here to discuss Jubilee. Okay. Okay. Because the one and only Las Vegas Aces. <laughs> On the Women's National Basketball Association Championship. 
for the city of Las Vegas yeah. against this the um, <laughs> Connect iCut Sun. That's right. 78 to 71. They pulled through. Oh, wow. With defensive rebounds and free throws and <laughs> triple Christ. doubles and timeouts. And uh, Asia Wilson. Wow. Um, maybe the love of my life, but that's not the point. Oh. Um, the point is that through hard work perseverance yes um studsmanship always um a a a new white coach named Becky a passionate white woman named Kelsey Plum Plume Plum it's Plum They delivered the first pro team championship. To be, that's what I read. I don't know. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> to Las Vegas. So impressed. Thousands upon thousands of fans poured down onto the Bellagio. They did. Nep- fount- tower, tower. Fountain. Uh, pig. Park. They came and showered the streets of love. And I know that it was worth attending because Asia Wilson gave the direct instruction of being no less than four shots deep. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Before you came to the parade. Yes. We celebrate their win with fervor. Absolutely. And with um, with um, s- s- celeb- salutation mm-hmm. and perforation and oh my due diligence always what a game that was Uh, so many Um, can you talk a little bit about the finals MVP and her impact on this game man her impact on this particular game is one that can go that cannot go unspoken because Mm. the impact was so great that it must be spoken about. And so what we have to acknowledge and keep our attention on is the massive amount Mm -hmm. of impact that it had on the overall um, very positive and very um, beauteous Results. <laughs> who was that? Who was the finals MVP again? 
the most valuable player of yes, the championship. And, and her name yes, was... Yes, thank you so very much. Her name. And her name was one that will forever ring out in joy, <laughs> glory, and honor. Because it brought this team a championship. Amen. Other questions. What does Connecticut need to do, I mean, to get this close and... You know what? Actually, not even what does Connecticut need to do in the offseason. What do you think mm-hmm. about um, the coach, Connecticut's coach, and his remarks about them knocking Candace Parker out three of the last four playoffs, but then failing to capitalize and, and turn that into a title win? I personally was incredibly offended because I feel like how dare you have um, commentary for a woman's plight? Truly, what do you understand? Okay, how? What do you? What do you really know? Yeah, Kurt Miller. What does Kurt Miller know? What do you know about what it takes to be a bad bitch in this industry and in this association, doll baby? Excellent point. Nothing. Nothing. Do you think that's the reason Connecticut didn't win the finals? What 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 do they need to do here? I think they really need to rally together and um, discuss the fact that maybe we should pronounce all three C's in Connecticut. Maybe that's how we what? get to <laughs> peace. Because um, it's clearly connect. <laughs> I cut and I just don't know why but that's uh, my personal belief in the way that we rise to victory yeah but that's not to now you know now it is it's it's the aces uh-huh. it's about uh, their their victory and their yeah. um, ascension to the top can you talk a little bit about how Kelsey Plum affected the game when she was on the floor, especially in those last two games? I absolutely would love to. Unfortunately, we're out of time. <laughs> Shorts. How convenient. It. And it's really weird because it's like, you, I think by now you get it. You don't. So it's a two-question, um, Max. Is that what but that's... Um, no, it's just we, we're literally out of time. If I had... I wish I had more. I truly do. Who said we're out of I'm time? I'm so passionate Who's about, in charge of... It's up to us. I'm so passionate about what Kelsey has done. Okay. Not only in this game, but also in life. Yeah. But I just... Man. Okay. You know? No, I understand. down here. Also uh, haven't had dinner, so... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. The, your answer is oh really God, so welcome. They illuminated a lot for me. They really did. Of course. That, as always. that meant so much. Thank you. Yep. Welcome back to the show. And it is time now to read your letters mm-hmm. and shout out to Link, who is in the room and being just so professional and so mature today. My big girl. She's <laughs> so great. You said that, so now she's going to start cutting up. <laughs> yeah, she is. But, well, you know, you got to give her her points when you can. She's such a sweet baby. But um, yes. So our first letter this week comes from Teen, who says, my name is Teen. And I stand <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Cornbread, Angeria, and Willow Pill are giving me every part of my life this season. But I have a couple thoughts on Maddie Morphosis. On oh. one hand, I see how this straight man can open up a world for boys who don't necessarily fit a certain mold, but have an interest. 
On the other hand, I feel like ballroom culture is a sacred world that was meant to be a safe haven for a community of people that had few other spaces to be themselves. But on the other other hand, this could be like the time everybody but Jamaicans were upset with Adele for appropriating Jamaican <laughs> culture. Because <laughs> when I tell you, everybody was mad except Jamaicans. <laughs> literally, I told y'all, like literally Jamaicans <laughs> were the only ones that were like, boop, 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 boop. I am blessed. I am blessed every day of my life. Like Jamaicans didn't care. Black Americans was up in arms, and Jamaicans was like, "Calm down." <laughs> anyway, Teen said, "I said all that to say I would love to hear what you two think about Maddie Morphosis. Not asking you to speak for the entire community, obviously, but just as two individuals who enjoy Drag Race. Thanks, Teen." I love this question. Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank um, you too. I personally, um, okay, <laughs> like I almost brought this up in the read too. To me, you okay? It's not RuPaul's ballroom culture race. You know, it's a show mm-hmm. about fucking crossdressers, and so. Like, who can I don't, to me, first of all, this is no shade to Maddie Morphosis. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of her drag yet to give, like, a proper uh, summarization of, of how I feel of, of in terms of what she gives. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, so far, Maddie Morphosis is a, a checkbox. It, it feels like ever since the show got well-deserved criticism mm-hmm. for some of the uh, the people identities that were lacking in their cast, the trans girls, they've been specifically, <laughs> yep, <laughs> they've been more like, hey guys, look at this person, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and so like. We know, we talked about way back when, when RuPaul said whatever dumb shit about trans women, why trans women weren't on RuPaul's Drag Race, and how she didn't see it for them, and blah, 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 and got ready to filth for it. And then, you know, she had Gia Gunn on the show, which was like a soft way to introduce trans, Mm -hmm. the, the trans identity, because Gia had already been on the show, et cetera. And... Uh, you know, then we got Gottmik, now we have Cornbread, mm-hmm. and we have Carrie Colby, and we've had, you know, more more people of the trans identity and experience who've been on the show since then. And I feel similarly to uh, Maddie. It feels like Maddie was a way to be up uh, for them to be like, look, we got someone <laughs> on the show that's straight. Because it's like the least interesting thing about the bitch, like, mm. in terms of being a drag queen. Because... Straight men who do drag is not nearly new, revolutionary, innovative. Maybe it's new or gag worthy to a lot of you whose only real uh, like understanding or or uh, realm in terms of the world of drag exists in in drag race alone. But 
men who identify as straight have been dressing in drag or cross dressing mm-hmm. or whatever for ever and ever. And some of them have done it professionally for a while. So to me, when I saw uh, Maddie and I'm like, oh, this person's straight, I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I hope the bitch turns it because there are I there are straight drag queens that deliver. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sure. to me it's like mm, I guess I understand why some people feel like, oh well, I guess why is she here? Like she ate up somebody else's opportunity or whatever, but I refuse to put on like a cape for anybody that identifies as straight or whatnot. But at the same time, you have to understand that this is someone from the South that identifies as straight, that has been wearing women's clothes and expressing their femininities from a very <laughs> young age. So it's, I'm sure life ain't been no Christmas here for that bitch either. So mm-hmm. them coming into this show and being one of what, 13, 14 bitches who are dressing up in drags and mm-hmm. doing the things, to me, it's serve or get the fuck out. The same way that yep. I would feel about the next bitch. I don't give a fuck who you sleep with, how you sexually identify. That doesn't matter to me. The same right. way if you identify as a cis male, female, trans, or whatever, give me the drags, turn it, entertain me, or leave. That's where we're at mm-hmm. for me on the 14th season of this show. I mean, that is still the point. Like, you can check off all these different boxes and, you know, hashtag diversity or whatever, but we do still want girls who are good at what they do. So after Maddie gave us that Kentucky Fried Chicken Couture, I was not shocked to see her in the bottom two. Spoilers, if you haven't seen the most recent episode. Um, but she did what she needed to I'm do. Like- um, so as somebody who's like not really part of the community, I will just say it definitely feels to me. Like RuPaul is being like, see, y'all bullied me into opening it up to trans people. So now I'm going to say anybody in the community can be on the show and fuck y'all. And y'all can't say nothing about it because y'all made me do this in the first damn place. So it kind of feels like that. Like it's a little vindictive. It doesn't feel genuine because there are probably no shade to her better straight men who do drag than Maddie. But I also don't know that Maddie is exclusively heterosexual like she might think she is but did you see the way she quivered at that nigga i and see i don't like that i don't like that because like if you come on here and to me at 34 where i'm at in my life and from my perspective if you come on here and you say oh i'm straight bet great all right so here's where the things are you can put your things over there um you'll be on the main stage at this time i don't give a like i don't give a fuck about any of that other shit but the girls want to make it a whole thing like when that one other queen was like on 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 their episode when when the bitch they were talking about being gold star gays who was a gold star oh gay yeah 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 for those at home who don't know gold star gay is a gay person who's only had sex with the same sex never dipped their toe into straight land and so they're talking about who among them is a gold star gay and the one queen that like knew Maddie from wherever they're from and knows that she identifies as straight gonna say. Oh, and you know, Maddie's in a gold star either. And you could tell mm-hmm. that like when when he said that, that Maddie was like uncomfortable by it because she never intended him coming in there and talking about being straight or whatever straight away. She's like, let me get in my drags and keep it moving. I didn't like that. Because mm-hmm. like, bitch, you already know her T. Why the fuck are you trying to like do mm-hmm. that shit and make her uncomfortable when you already know what's up? And then the next moment I feel like RuPaul, that's production. 
Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're trying to hype it up like this is the straight yeah. guy. But like, is he straight? How long will he be straight? It's not your motherfucking mm, job, position, nerve, or anything to open anybody else's closet door if they're in it at all or drag them up out of there. If that nigga says that he's straight today on RuPaul's Drag Race, then he's straight. And if next year he's like, I sucked a dick for the first time <laughs> and I live, then I'll call him what he calls himself next year. We don't have no reason or no right to that's be trying to, to, to do the most for nobody else. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like production is trying to play a game with it again on some like well is he straight who the fuck cares is he a good drag queen or not because that makeup was not giving me what it needed to be giving me on the runway that's what I care about I don't give a fuck who is he sucking or fucking when the camera's off I don't Mm. I mean, no, I don't Can either. You see now why I was going to do it in the room. <laughs> I do, because you got very fired up by Everybody that. is annoying me with that shit. Who gives a fuck if he's straight? I just think as soon as you are cast on RuPaul's Drag Race as the first straight queen, that's going to be your storyline for every week that Period. you are on the show. They are absolutely going to hype it up. Every chance they get, they're going to talk. I mean, and they did the same thing with Got Mick where it was like, oh, my God, Got Mick's trans. And is it OK if we call you girl? Like, is that triggering? Is that bad? Like, I feel like on one hand, those are good conversations to have. Man. Right, right. So I feel like on the one hand, that's a good conversation to have because I did actually wonder that, too. Like, is it OK to call Got Mick girl? And she was like, yeah, bitch. I mean, we all the girls like we're in person. We're the girls. Yeah. So, yes. yes. But like. Don't misgender me out of drag. Like, understand the difference between me doing this for work or for fun or whatever and my humanity outside of it. So it's like I see that side and I think that's a good conversation to have on a national platform so that random people can see this and know how to have conversations with trans people they know or meet. Absolutely. And at the same time, I feel like production be playing y'all. Like That's exactly what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely exploiting the the girls. (laughs) I feel like it is a great opportunity to have really, really solid and impactful conversations. I don't know how much I trust World of Wonder or the Drag Race fandom to handle it properly. That's all I'm saying. It's like, we're going to do it for the sake of doing it and then fall over on our faces when we could really make a difference if we're going to do it. Yeah. We're not. We're doing it to be like, oh, yeah, we had a straight drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race because guess what? Straight people do drag sometimes, too. It's like, if we're going to do it, like, let's do it. I still think Ru Y'all have 18 Emmys. People watch this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I still think Rue did it just because she had an attitude. Absolutely. <laughs> With having to be more... She was pissed. She was like, y'all bullied me into letting the trans on the show. Oh, fine. Is <laughs> 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 it trans women aren't an integral part of the reason why... Dr- Anyways. I hate when people act like communities don't overlap. Like, obviously, girl. Obviously, they do. But- Dust. Stupid. <sighs> but, Plus, identifying uh, as a woman and being in drags are completely different. Oof, They're completely. Ask nearly any cisgender yeah. female pop star today mm-hmm. when they're walking about in their regular Ray Bans and going and getting their Starbucks. That's them, the lady. When they're on the cover of whatever album or they're in their music video, that's them in drag. Come on, Sasha Fierce. <laughs> Somebody else has to k- kick in and take over. Hello. When I got like, to be why are we acting like the girls and, can't and do and it wardrobe. too? I mean, 
Yeah, I think the important thing about Drag Race is to remember that this is still uh, a television production, first and foremost. Thank you. And it is not the all-encompassing all right. eye, the the speaking mouth of, of drag and the girl. Mm-hmm. So every time Maddie looks at somebody in the pit crew for half a second too long, trust that production will be playing that up. And Absolutely. It will, and it will be a thing because and reality like, TV. Maybe she's... Maybe she isn't all the way Maybe, straight. Right. But, like, but like that doesn't why mean, who cares if she is? Like Right. <laughs> well, I mean, but because reality TV, that's literally what they do. The baiting is the point. So That's why I need Nikki Gilbert at worst. <laughs> <laughs> Women in reality no. film. That's right. Call Nikki Gilbert. Oh wait. Because you're not a woman. <laughs> so sorry, girl. But um, yeah, so those are our thoughts uh, on Drag Race. Adore Drag Race. Adore and Jiria so much. Um, <laughs> she, I'm trying to think who is my favorite other than Cornbread, obviously. And I think it might be her. Um, but I love Cornbread so oh my god much when he started crying when they were talking about the family stuff i was just like oh we oh we my heart my heart i feel you and it's just cornbread first of all cornbread you know cornbread is trans (gasps) oh no i did not know that yeah oh oh okay my bad miss girl did not mean to do that because i think that she began transitioning around the time of of uh, drag race mm, okay um but she um oh man just that clip of her bringing willow that like hot tea or whatever for her hand oh yes just the sweetest person just like the you sweetest already person. are turning it like your your drag is already great you already have the personality and they like the the sense of humor and everything like that mm-hmm. but also just seeming to oh i'm obsessed with it yeah like i love cornbread like Me that's too. my front runner but it's like if cornbread is giving whether that bitch wins this season or not you are the girl like mm-hmm. i already know that bitch is set because she's just phenomenal them ball looks um, <laughs> everything and again um miss willow pill i did not because you were struggling with that singer i did not think you was finna turn out them goddamn looks girl i was blown away with what willow pill did it was i I think those are my two i think they're my two favorites honestly but i just and jerry i just i don't know it's something about (laughs) miss lady that i just love Yeah, people I know and love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big fans of Drag Race and... They always get me. They do. Every they season. They always come around no with a new what. season. It's always, the, it's always you girls that come in and introduce us to yourself and introduce the like world to you and show us like what you have to offer your hearts don't ever get it twisted don't matter what week you go home whatever like you make this show you're the reason why these people have all these emmys mostly these white gay people like y'all make this show every single fucking season you're a joy to watch thank you so much yes yes let's dive into our letters this week this first one comes from lisa who says My name's Lisa, and I'm a 23-year-old Korean and African-American woman. Mm. I am an adoptee and from Korea, and I found out when I was adopted at 10 years old. Since then, I've been on a quest to find my birth mother, and I traveled all the way to Korea last year, but found out that she passed away just one week before I got there. Oh, 
Man, that is so fucked. Naturally, I was devastated. And that's when I met Gabe, a total stranger who came up to me and said he was my guardian angel and that he knew I was sad about my mother. What? I was shocked, but Gabe told me that God put him in my life to watch me and that he's a new angel who hasn't fully gotten his credentials, so he needed somewhere to sleep. Uh Uh-huh. At first, I didn't really believe him, but eventually I caved in. Three months later, Gabe confessed to me that he has been Facebook stalking me for over a year. Oh, no. And he didn't know how else to holler at me, so he made up the guardian angel story. Oh, my God. I feel so frustrated and hurt that he kept this lie for so long. I just just felt the need to look behind me. (laughs) I just honestly wanted to look over my shoulder. But on the other hand, he brought me out of the toughest time in my life, and I had no idea how much I needed his presence. What are y'all? Okay. My question is, would you stay with someone if they helped you? (laughs) No! I'm sorry. If they helped you through a really rough time, or do you think I should leave him because he lied to me from the beginning? I love you both more than words can express. Thanks, Lisa. Mm. Would you like to take this one? I feel like. Well, I mean, you kind of did it. (laughs) But, baby, see, Lisa's 23 and grieving. So I have a lot of empathy for, empathy for you. You're in a very fucked up situation. Sure. I think the combination of your grief and your youth are the only reason you believe this guardian angel story. Because anybody else would have heard I'm a new angel, but I don't have my letters yet. So I need someone to sleep. You mean to tell me the almighty God creator of heaven and earth didn't have, didn't have a fucking, <laughs> like a, an account at the holiday inn? The printer is actually down in heaven right now. <laughs> so we don't have <laughs> We don't actually have the tools to give you your power. Man, today. and that is what is so fucked up about preying on people who are grieving. It's like you're t- you're literally taking advantage of that person's vulnerability. This nigga, Lisa, I know he helped you through a, a tough time, and I'm not trying to take that away from you. But look at it like this. This man is so whack. <laughs> he is so whack that he could not think of one single fucking thing to say to you other than lying to you and manipulating you into developing feelings for him. And on some like preacher's wife ass. Baby. Weird, charmed. Baby. Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer ass. Like what? guardian angel but i don't have my credentials and then actually yeah no my bad i just been watching you on facebook for a year and didn't know what else to say i don't know what you're asking us how about i'm convinced at this point that you like y'all be like just not listening to your real friends or what like i don't know why it is that you feel like coming to us about some shit that you know we're gonna tell us You know that we're going to tell you that you sound crazy. That this is crazy. This is crazy. I get that this man meant a lot to you. Came along at a time when you really needed some support. But baby, staying with him. (sighs) 
The fact that he, he even had to tell you that he was lying about the guardian angel shit, I'm concerned. I'm really worried about you. Yeah, because were you were you checking in on him? Were you like, has God texted you yet today? Do you have a place to live yet? Like, oh my goodness, how do you even keep that? It's such a bad lie that I, I mean. I'm trying to be gracious because I know you're hurting and you're young, but baby, that is egregious. I mean, it's bad. It's, it's bad. It's giving hobosexual from the beginning. So, I, yeah, girl. So, <laughs> as far as the question of would I stay, at, <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> I would not stay. It would not, I couldn't get that nigga out of my house, out of my house fast enough. Not- I could, I couldn't call. Ways. I could not call a locksmith fast enough to get that nigga out my home. Get out! Absolutely, get out. That is the kind of lie you can't come back from. I'm sorry, babe. He started your whole relationship not just with a lie, but with the intent to manipulate you. No, <laughs> girl. If he'll lie about this, no. He definitely got a whole other family somewhere you don't know nothing about. <laughs> that is like. Please get Such away from a this nigga. wild lie. This nigga didn't lie about his height or his dick size or no. his, like his bank account or like normal nigga lies. Yep. He didn't lie about like being faithful. He didn't lie about I live with like, my baby mama, but we just roommates. It's not like that. Right. Like, it's not like that. This nigga lied to you about heaven and earth. He told you a supernatural lie. About God, girl. He lied on God. He, he what the fuck are you talking to us about? If you don't tell this nigga to find the real Christ. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. I'm sorry. Girl, I'm sorry. No, this Bye. is so bad. It's really Bye. awful. So. Ain't no help. Yeah, it ain't. Uh. Leave this nigga though. Please do leave this nigga and good yeah, luck. You do that. Good luck in, good doing, luck in so. doing so. Our first letter this week comes from Vanessa, Miss Vanjie. Not literally. Vanjie. Not literally Vanjie. I would scream, <laughs> cry, right. and die. Yes, but Vanessa says, Hey, Kiff, you're in Crystal. I haven't spoken to my friends in a month and a half because of a fight that two of us had. We were drunk. And walking back from a bar in Brooklyn, yep, after an entire day of day drinking, when we got, we'll do it. it. (laughs) When we got on the topic of relationships, my friend, (laughs) this is so primed and ready for beef. My friend was talking about how she feels a void without being in a romantic relationship. And I responded with so many ways that she can still find fulfillment, like her great job and her great friends. However, the conversation began to escalate when she said that I wouldn't understand because I've always been in relationships and threw in a little jab, like sometimes at the same time. (laughs) I became defensive because I became defensive because she was accusing me of beating a cheater and she could have made her point without saying that. And why would you even say that? So then I explained to her that what may have seemed like my relationships overlapping was actually just a delay between when the breakup happened and when I told my friends about it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We continued to go back and forth until I eventually gave up and agreed to disagree and told her to just stop mentioning me and my relationship altogether. 
But she kept throwing jabs about my relationship and my relationship history. So I snapped and said, you talking a lot of shit about me and my relationship for somebody who don't have one because her boyfriend is dead. Oh, oh God. I instantly regretted saying what? We had a few more words and then we all went our separate ways. You had a few more words? There's some choice details that you're leaving out, Vanessa. <laughs> but I'm a, I, we, we continue. I know this was a fucked up thing to say and that I took things too far. I was drunk, angry, and felt attacked in the context of relationships. So I reacted in the same context, not thinking about how this is obviously different for her. I felt like shit since it <laughs> happened and my anxiety and shame have kept me from reaching out to her. Plus, she has me blocked on everything, and rightfully so. I want to sincerely apologize because my friends are my chosen family, and I feel like a piece of me is missing without them, but I don't know if it's worth it since it's been so long, and the only way I could reach her <clears> would be email. I also don't know if she cares or would ever want to hear from me again. If you were me, would you still try to speak to your friend? Would you just accept the loss? Please let me know your thoughts. Thanks, Vanessa. Oh, if I were you. Yeah. yeah this I has been like six weeks ago. Six weeks ago that you said this. So would you still try to reach out to your ex-friend? Would you try to apologize? You have not reached out or apologized yet. Because of, Vanessa says, the anxiety and shame have kept her, them, from reaching out to this friend. <laughs> Baby. Baby. Okay. <clears throat> what's 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 this person saying? Vanessa. Hey man. So here's the thing. The way that I was flabbergasted Woo. at that we exchanged a few more words. Because there wouldn't have been an exchange of any further words. Mm -mm. The only thing that would have been exchanged is um, the position of your nose with yeah. my knuckles. I would have whooped your ass directly in the middle mm -hmm. of the street. Yeah. Um, especially if we were drunk. <laughs> especially. Now, oh, oh God! At this point, all I can say is, at least you know you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say dead wrong, but that felt inappropriate. Okay, all right. You know you're wrong. Yeah, that's step one. I think at this point, the best thing you can do is maybe send, like, a text, email, or even a handwritten letter. Ooh, yeah. Explain that you're trash. Mm-hmm. And that your alleged anxiety and shame has is the reason mm -hmm. uh, for the delay in an apology. Because at this point, you're dead to me. Oh, yeah. You know, but I don't know how petty your friend is. Clearly not as petty as you. But I think that I would have to definitely Babe. acknowledge the fact that it has been 
a month and a half um, since this horrible statement that I made Mm -hmm. um, and that I'm blaming it on nerves, anxiety and stuff, which I buy. I don't find something that fucks up. I I fully understand that you feel anxiety and shame about saying that. I because what really can be said? Yeah. Um, There's no taking that back. And you shouldn't attempt to. I think what you need to do is acknowledge the delay, acknowledge that you were wrong, and acknowledge why you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I think that some people miss that step. I think that sometimes in apologies, you just be like, oh, I'm sorry that this thing happened. And there's a lack of understanding that w- what the problem actually is. Right. There's a lack of acknowledgement of what the problem actually is, which leaves room for future error in the exact same ways. So it's like, girl, sometimes you are not just acknowledging that you know you're wrong, but acknowledging and and not necessarily breaking down, but just acknowledging yeah. why. Yep, just say it. Just saying the reasons why this thing was fucked, fucked up. Not just that it's fucked up. Because sometimes it helps to fully encompass the, like mm-hmm. the ways that you are understanding. Yep. Um. Now. I'm still stuck on whether or not I would add this last bit because sometimes don't nobody want to hear this shit. Yeah, you know what? Don't nobody want to hear this shit. What I was going to say was like, you know, you can leave room for under. There's there, there shouldn't be an attempt at like a a makeup here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and that's why I say don't say it because sometimes I think like the when people say shit like you don't have to forgive me, we don't have to be friends. I feel like it puts pressure on that person to like make some sort of decision yeah. or like look Leave at you out. from a certain perspective that is just manipulative. So it's like, don't nobody really want to hear that. You can j- just acknowledge that you were fucked up, acknowledge yeah. that it was wrong, acknowledge that you took too long to say something and why. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just wish her the best and peace and leave it at that. And mm-hmm. however it is that she decides to respond, if she decides to respond, is up to her. But I would say what you said was so goddamn fucked up that if this girl never wants to speak to you again and never does, you're going to have to just take that L. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like, well, I mean, so first of all, saying, you know, oh, you don't have to forgive me. is kind of like, bitch, I know that. That's going to piss me off. You don't have to tell me I don't have to forgive you because I know I don't have to forgive you. I know I don't have to be your friend again. That's up to me. Like, I I know that. So you saying that is just going to get on my nerves. But I mean, I actually, this is really bad. This is is some low shit. Yeah, I can't believe. And it sounds like you actually lost all of your friends behind this. It sounds like everybody immediately sided with her. Right. Which is just even more of a, that's a difficult thing to go through. So I'm really reaching to like find the empathy for you right now because it's hard to fuck up like this and to pay the cost so dearly. You are really paying the cost. I don't know what I would do if I lost a huge chunk of my friends all at once because of something I did. Right. Something that was completely avoidable. Like, I didn't have to be that person and I just chose to be that girl. Like, literally all my fault. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I completely agree with Kifiri. 
I um I was thinking an email would be best, but I actually really love your idea of a handwritten letter. And yeah. Because I, especially, you know, make sure you put your name and return address on the envelope or whatever so that when she gets the mail, she sees it's from it's from you and she can decide when she wants to open it and read it. If she wants to open it, she might just shred mm-hmm. it, throw it away. But like I really like the idea because um you're giving her the chance to decide when and if she wants to look at this or accept your apology or read your explanation. Um, and also you can convey a lot of, I feel like handwriting things really conveys emotion in a way that email does not. That's true. It's just much more personal to handwrite something. And it's very, you know, it's vintage. People don't do that as a regular method of communication anymore. So um, I would write her a very heartfelt letter, not, again leaving out the oh you don't have to forgive me um and also not making too many excuses like you obviously you were drunk and feeling triggered and threatened by whatever like obviously you have your own and it sounds like both of y'all like neither one of y'all y'all kept this going when it shouldn't have had to i would Mm -hmm. love to hear her side of it or even better one of the third party friends (laughs) i would love to hear one of them niggas side (laughs) Because right. uh, the whole we had a few more words, bitch, I need to know what she mm. did after you. Like, I feel like this bitch must have raged. She must have absolutely blacked out on your ass. <laughs> I just can't fathom. And the way that like everybody like you haven't talked to none of your friends in six weeks. Baby, they done started a whole new group chat about you. That's a fact. fact. All right, y'all. If you could use a little help getting ready for the holiday season, Brooklinen has you covered. That's right. Brooklinen has everything you need to outfit your guest room, grab a great gift, or treat yourself to something cozy. Brooklinen has literally won awards for the softest sheets you've ever felt. I am obsessed with mine. And they go way beyond bedding with an expanded collection of home fragrance, the coziest robes, and all the bathroom essentials to make an oasis right at home. With Brooklinen's thoughtful bundles, your holiday hosting prep has never been simpler since they've done the work for you with combinations for bed, bath, or both that save you time and money. Plus, with the Brooklinen Rewards Program, it literally pays to be comfy. With each purchase, you earn points, perks, and insider info on all of Brooklinen's exclusive member events and promotions. Again, like I said, I am fully obsessed with those Brooklyn and sheets. I have like four or five sets of them at this point. I have the sleep shirts, like the giant t-shirts that they make for bedtime. Everything at Brooklyn is so cozy and just feels good, especially those sheets. Those, uh, sheets. I get some of the best sleep of my life. Just thoroughly impressed with everything that Brooklyn and has going on over there. And on top of all that coziness on the horizon, they are offering something special for their first-time customers. Just visit brooklinen.com today and save 15% on your first purchase plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com for 15% off your purchase plus free shipping. Go get something nice for the bed or bath or both. Okay, I don't want to take up too much time either, so I'll just get started. For the Real Housewives of Potomac, um, now I'm just going to cover what I've seen so far and what I was able to stomach, which again is not um, the full catch-up catch-up, but I think it's just about enough. I'm only one episode behind at this point. So I just want to get started um, by saying... 
um, on the latest, I think this is season seven of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, one of the newer uh, cast members, um, the light-skinned one with the skin that's made of fire and brimstone, she got into uh, a bit of a scuffle or an altercation down at Bar None in Miami, Florida. Um when she argued with fellow cast member Wendy, the Nigerian one, mm. over Peter Thomas. Now, how did Peter Thomas get into this? Because Peter Miss Peaches Thomas finds a way to get into every Real Housewives storyline he, he possibly can. He, for whatever reason, when Mia, that is the new one, when she decides that she's going to take the group out on this trip to Miami, he tells Miss Mia Sashay Away Thornton that he has beef with Wendy. So I'm just going to start with Peter. Peter, you got beef with a woman again? What else is new? <laughs> you ain't tired of having beef with ladies? What the fuck? What kind of quote-unquote Jamaican even are you? I have beef with your motherfucking black ass for having these people come down here and you gonna pull this light-skinned girl to the side talk about some. I just had, I feel some type of way that she would show up to my restaurant in my city and she left me hanging. Which city? What city are you talking about? My, You couldn't possibly be talking about that the city with the restaurant over there right off the bridge. Like, you couldn't possibly be talking about Miami. You couldn't possibly be talking about my city because I'm really over y'all bitches moving down to Miami and opening opening a little boutique or a restaurant or a, a food truck or whatever the fuck, and it gets a couple of hundred thousand followers or whatever the fuck, if that, and then all of a sudden, it's your city. No one claims you. Nobody knows you. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Furthermore, I've been to that motherfucking um, Tom Joyner cruise-ass, cat daddy-ass restaurant before and it was a waste of my time and my motherfucking coins that's what you can know so nobody's even really pressed to even be at your restaurant in my city bitch that's what you can know and I bet you wouldn't say that shit about uh, Baltimore I bet you wouldn't say that shit about Baltimore like cause I know you opened another restaurant or whatever out there say that shit about that city I bet you won't do it exactly thank you so you mad at this lady for what According to Wendy, well, according to Peter, she left him hanging after she approached him about opening a Nigerian restaurant and he sent a contract and then she ain't say nothing back. And then she popped up at a restaurant. According to Wendy and receipts that we saw via the, the TV, mm. Peter sent her a document to review. She asked to do a site visit of the whatever location. He said back, that he would see if they could do it. And she claims that's the last they talked about it. So then it becomes when he said, she said. But here goes Miss Peter. After addressing the whole table, including Wendy, who was sitting at it, he comes and goes, has an aside with the light-skinned girl and says, oh, I'm giving you tea to take back. That's a quote. Oh, my God. I'm giving you tea to take back? Peter, if you don't just go Girl. down the ocean <laughs> and get a sarong and then pull up a seat, 
What? <laughs> Does he think like? He, furthermore, is he, is he on the show? <laughs> if you felt some type of way, why didn't you address her yourself, pussy? She was right there. Why didn't you just go up to her and say uh, something, or pull her to the side the way that you had in the side with the other girl and say what the fuck you had to say? Because you knew you didn't have nothing to say. You're kicking shit up mm-hmm. for no fucking reason and sending girls back to go and fight each other. That is the lamest type of nigga that exists. What? And so here like comes Sasha. Five years old doing all that. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? So here comes Sasha away with whatever information she thought it was that she had. And she already don't like Wendy for previous season garbage that ain't got nothing to do with nothing and hurling insults and whatnot. And let me say this for the record. I'm no Wendy fan. Wendy was one of the same women who was trying to light Monique's ass to the fire when Monique like got to it with Candace for something mm. similar to this, right? So like, eh, but right is right, wrong is wrong, wild is wild, and we already know what it is. So she comes back, sits down, is immediately shady, immediately side-eyeing Wendy, like immediately trying to start a conversation about some business that is not even motherfucking hers. Mm. So she says to Wendy that, oh, well, I was talking to Peter and he's got beef with you, pointing out Wendy. So Wendy says, I don't have beef with men. So how does he, what is the beef? Immediately, Mia's response is, Wendy, don't start because that's my fucking family. Don't start what? I don't, I'm, what are you fucking talking about? You fucking buffoon. <laughs> I don't have beef with this nigga because I didn't respond to a text. Now I have a beef with a grown ass, old ass man. Oh what are you, God. what are you actually talking? Don't start. What you psycho? What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, well, you could have told him if you were going to come to his restaurant since you didn't say anything. First of all, we're doing a TV show. You're the one who motherfucking wanted to come to the restaurant. I'm on the cast. That's why we're here. I didn't pick this motherfucking restaurant, (laughs) sis. You did. That's why we're here. Furthermore, I don't have to tell this nigga that I'm coming to Miami to come to a motherfucking restaurant that he's at. That is strange. I'm a married woman. Why the fuck should I text this nigga that's not my husband? Like, you know that this doesn't make any fucking sense. But you're trying to gaslight the girl sitting across from you and act like she's talking about some wild shit for saying that she has, like, no business or reason to call him and say anything to him about anything. You're just trying to start a fight and you know you don't have any motherfucking business. And so then you try to make it seem like she was attacking your husband and your relationship. So you threw a drink in her face. Girl. So now what am I going to do? I'm going to attack your husband and your fucking relationship because clearly that is a fucking sore spot and I'm not going to motherfucking stop. First of all, I mean, furthermore, if you're a quote unquote familiar relationship with Miss Peaches was so goddamn important to you, then why are you throwing drinks and bags and shoes and shit at his goddamn restaurant? Come Come on. Even your own best friend, when you got up from the table to go gossip with Miss Peaches, talked about how dramatic and extra your ass is, and that if you met as adults, that you probably wouldn't even be friends. Your best friend said that. Every single time that you're not in the same room, your best friend is on equal footing. But when you're in the room, she on your side. (laughs) What does that say? (laughs) 
What does that say? You have no room to be calling anybody ghetto, to be calling anybody ratchet because you're the one throwing drinks. You're the one throwing bags. You're the one standing up talking about, you know what, Wendy? You know what, Wendy? You throw a drink in my face. Yes, I am going to come for you and I'm going to come for your husband and I'm going to come for your skin and I'm going to come for them fucking body shop Sandy Alley ass dresses and I'm going to come for your motherfucking wearing too much goddamn makeup and I'm going to come for them teeth that are too spaced out. I'm coming for everything about your life oh oh my i'm God. coming for everything about your life because how dare you now it's up what did you think this was you didn't have a fight here at all and you sound crazy for trying to fight with me over a, another nigga's business talking about it's just business if you didn't have the money then just say that sis do you what does that even mean what are we still Shut the fuck up and mind your goddamn business, sis. You look at <laughs> a goddamn fool. Shut your ass up. You sound crazy. And you got with the got with because you didn't have two feet to stand on as far as this goddamn fight was concerned anyway. Then you want to try and go around and bully everybody else that even wanted to call Wendy or talk to Wendy or check in on a Wendy or whatever. What you need to do is focus on finding the right dermatologist to buff out your situation. Yikes. That's it. She's so stupid. Okay? She's so Because stupid. nobody can walk on cobblestone. <laughs> now, for Robin Never the Bride Dixon. <laughs> I know people can walk on cobblestone, but you know what the fuck. I, mean. I, 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 you blew me away with that one. <laughs> Robin, I have been wailing at Mount Olympus for years at this point, begging for information. Crying out for answers as to why you still exist on television. Say that. Sans storyline. Okay. As far as this particular incident is concerned, you telling someone that they're antagonistic while recording them during a fight is the most backwards, laughable shit that I've ever seen in ever one of my days. Okay, you admitted in your own interview that you only sided with me in this situation because you don't like Wendy. You're pathetic. It doesn't matter how many times you move or change your hairstyle. That man is never going to marry you. You lied about getting up. You lied about needing to be restrained during an argument your own damn self. And you tried to get Sharice's old weird ass on the phone to like back up your weird ass lie. And everybody can side with you. Why? Because you like scanning because you got green, blue, hazel, whatever the fuck eyes. It is your joke. You're a complete joke. Your That's podcast sucks. <laughs> you look like Chucky and Tiffany Valentine at the same goddamn time. You can't dress. Nothing about you is fucking interesting. Your phone is old. Your case is ugly. <laughs> you like everything about you is pathetic. Everything about you is pathetic. That man is never going to marry you. And we have been disinterested in that storyline. We don't care. We ha- We stopped caring about you getting married. You could actually get married like Blue Ivy could be could literally marry the two of you 
at at at, at fucking at the the Eiffel Tower, and we wouldn't give a fuck at this point. Oof. Find some business, okay? That isn't trying to gatekeep other people on the goddamn show or like, you know, use somebody else's grief for a storyline. You're weird. Next, I just want to speak very, very quickly because I don't have very much to say to store store brand Blue Cantrell. Okay. AKA. Tearing these bitches apart today. (laughs) AKA. Giselle Bryant. Oh, oh, Giselle. Giselle, all I can say to you is get a life. Mm. Get a life. You're so boring, mama. Like, I I don't even know what to tell you. Like, and... You bore me so bad. I find myself in your interviews just taking up time counting your necks just to find something else to do. Like, for you and the other light skins to try and take this opportunity to try and deem Wendy as antagonistic and Mia as the good guy because y'all don't like her, where is that coming from? Because you were exactly backwards on this exact same thing two years ago when it was two different people. I'd love to know... I mean, we know that there's a reunion that's going to come out with a messy white gay who's going to ask out loads of questions. But I agree with the internet that there's going to be a black woman who needs to be like, that's not Nicki Minaj, that should probably come in and ask some questions and do some digging here. Because the way that y'all felt like y'all could skate around your hypocrisy in these episodes that I watched anyway is laughable to me. As far as all three of the light skins, um, from oh my god, <laughs> the many neck beast, Blue Cantrell, I mean Giselle, to Never the Bride, to Mia Sashay Away, all three of y'all tacky, all three of y'all kick shit, none of y'all could dress, and the only reason that anyone would find any of y'all even remotely attractive is because y'all light skin, and that is the end of it. And And they lean on that real heavy. I think I'm done. Oh, wow. No, I'm not. Giselle, what you need to do is stop lying on people's motherfucking husbands, making up shit, trying to come up with whack-ass um, quotables in your fucking interviews. You're not good at it. The fact that Phaedra Parks took your man, you should never even be able to show your face in these streets or anybody's streets ever for that that sake. The same nigga who's trying to now sell weed out the church, you're a disgrace. You're a motherfucker. You should agree with anything that any has to say ever on that motherfucking program. You shouldn't disagree with a goddamn thing that's ever said on the Real Housewives of Potomac, Orange County, Ooh. Peach County, Cheshire County. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You get on my goddamn nerves. Now I'm done. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> well, thank you for that. 
I will I will also just say very quickly, this is not a read, but some of y'all need to tell us less about your lives. And I'm looking at you, Glorilla. Oh. I completely forgot about this. What's Glorilla been sharing? Something you said just reminded me of this clip of her on Angela Yee's podcast that's going around where she said that sometimes when her and her nigga are having sex, she'll tell him to like nut on her food and then she'll eat the food with his nut dripping all over it. Like she's like, you know, sometimes you have dinner and then you have sex right after. And so I'd be like, just nut on my fries or whatever. And then she'll eat nut fries. And I was just like, Please, please don't do this when I'm really enjoying your music and really rooting for this country ass Southern black girl. And like, please, please don't, don't do that. I'm not going to kink shame. I know. I'm I'm not, I'm not shaming. I've done it. I'm just saying. Well, on fries. And this is my goddamn McFlurry bitch. All of the girls were like, I mean, yeah, we've all swallowed. Swallowing's very normal. However, this, (laughs) I just, I haven't had cinnamon nut crunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all what right. What the fuck are all you right. doing, Glorilla? <laughs> and it's Wait, not even just like, what fine. are you doing? Like, shout out to Angela Yee for getting you to say that on camera. I can't That's believe what I mean. you said what that. What are you doing telling us? <laughs> I cannot believe you shared that with us, young lady. Please, like. It's not aioli. What are you doing, sister? You don't just <laughs> you don't spread a little on the bun. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> sprinkling a little hot sauce on top of your nigga's nuts so you can just eat it a with little your... butter knife just spread just it little, on mm, your bagel? Mm, mm, a little... Then it's really an everything bagel. Isn't it? <laughs> a little butter for your steak. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. gross. Like what? We should okay, all sis. I just didn't need to know. We should all know less about one another. Still rooting for you. I hate it here. Yeah, these nut delicacies. I think you should keep them to yourself. No shade, babe. And that is God, truly this channel is ghetto. It needs a reboot. <laughs> just unplug us and plug us back in real quick. Blow the cartridge. It's okay if you know some things get switched up because honestly, they need to be shake this bitch yeah. up a little bit. But get us out of here. So this week, I'm gonna be cussing out Aries Spears. I had a feeling. Yeah. <clears throat> so you want to get down? A clip of Aries Spears went viral online, um, and he is being asked about Lizzo's music her songwriting ability and all this and he says that he really can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji now mind you everything that i'm about to say is coming from somebody who looks like the shit emoji so just just keep that in mind as i read this off so he says she's got a very pretty pretty face but she keeps showing her body off like, nigga, come on. I'm not the most in shape nigga in the world. But, you know, when you funny and you got right, swagger, right <laughs> you got swagger and confidence and you decent looking. And I think I'm at least handsome. You know, you still get pussy. But a woman that's built like a plate of that. mashed potatoes is in trouble. Thank you so much. Because my very first thought here is who lied? Who, I don't know who the fuck told you that? Bitch. Who lied and told Aries Spears that he was handsome? 
Just, Harry Spears looked like somebody bit him. Not at all. Like something bit him. Yep. But he refuses to die. Yeah. Harry Spears looks like when your uncle left a hot link on the grill for way too long and it's about to bust. And you just know as soon as you slice into it, it's going to explode and hot grease is going to splatter out and go all over the place. That is exactly what that man looked like. While he is sitting up here talking about Lizzo and saying that she looks like the shit emoji. My nigga. You literally look just have like... Have seen you? Like, have you? And then, I know I'm not the most in-shape nigga in the world. That, I don't think We're you... Not, it's not just shape. I don't, right. I it's don't think you... Just, I don't think you understand. You don't look well cared for. But... You... <laughs> but also... Look beyond this realm, honestly. Talking about when you got swagger and confidence, you still get pussy. Bitch... How do you know? Swagger and confidence are attractive to... Just about everybody in the world, they enhance the attractiveness of just about everybody. Just because you are not attracted to Lizzo doesn't mean that nobody is. And women right here in this real world don't have to live up to your weirdo expectations or desires or fantasies of what they should be. We get to be like real ass human beings out here living full lives and connecting with the people who actually give a damn about us, disregarding the rest and so I just don't understand why he felt like his comments meant anything. Like a woman that's built like a plate of mashed potatoes is in trouble. Trouble how? What? Trouble for what? For being fat? Oh, no. Some what niggas might not like her. No, trouble is getting arrested for a fine little woman in the club like you did back in 2008. Well, that's trouble. Lizzo is doing just fine. And it's really crazy that we have to say this because Aries Spears is fat. He is a fat man sitting up here trying to drag Lizzo for her body and then starts talking about how women are hypocrites. Sir, you... But not... It's not just the fat for me. It's the, like... How how you fat and sunken? It's like... Like, there's like a... Like something bit him. Like I'm like there's a venom. He doesn't look like, like, like he's doing well. It's not. But anyway, he starts going into how like all of this is really women's fault because we claim to be all about sisterhood and girl power and yas queen. But then, you know, at the same time, we'd be like, oh, fuck diabetes, fuck heart disease, fuck cholesterol. And if you really gave a fuck, you would be like, black girl, we love you. Oh but, you know, <sighs> put the eclair down. It's treadmill time, bitch. It's your treadmill time. You put the eclair down. You are the fat bitch that you are attempting to drag. And it's really wild to hear a black man bringing up the whole, oh, but what about your health straw man argument that y'all always bring up when it comes time to talk about fat people? Because guess who outlives black men in this country? Everybody else. Worry about yourself. Worry about your own fucking health. Worry about niggas out here dying at 52 because they swallow gas station pills like it's water. Them fucking sex pills trying to get your dick up. What's that about? What are y'all doing? Worry about that. The whole time, y'all got so much shit to say about black women when we outlive y'all. Mocking us for our sisterhood, but y'all niggas be lonely as shit. At least we have friends. We have real connections. (laughs) We talk to our friends about real shit that's going on in our lives. So after all this, he posted some videos on Instagram because everybody was mad. Everybody was mad. Niggas who are actually funny were mad. Black people were mad. The white women who stand Lizzo were infuriated. Yeah, you know, they were pissed. Everybody's angry. So, again, 
He's on Instagram laying up, looking like Frosty the Snow nigga, talking about a lot of y'all women are being real funny and weird with the critiques, talking about I'm not funny and I'm fat and don't know women want me, but I'm 32 years in the game, so how am I not funny? Y'all don't deal in logic and sense. Y'all deal in emotion and anger. What? That doesn't make any sense. Talking about come with something that's not subjective, saying that I'm unfunny, unattractive. That's not a fact. That's subjective. But everything you said about Lizzo was subjective. So why would anybody bother putting together an argument based in logic and sense when you came to the table with neither one? Y'all, have you? Please. Talking about, oh, well, I know I'm fat, but that's only because I like to eat a lot and I like pasta and I'm lazy and I don't like exercising. But then also being like, all you... Fat tends to work. All you bitches talking about, oh, I'm projecting and this, this, this. But like, nigga, you literally are projecting. You're projecting your situation which is gluttony and a refusal to exercise onto a woman who is extremely fit, dances for hours in heels and is a fucking vegan. You might be fat because you don't take care of yourself, but that is not everybody's story. And what actually matters is that Lizzo could have every single disease that y'all incorrectly assume is caused by being fat. And it still wouldn't matter because number one, she does not owe her health to anybody else in this world. She's allowed to be a person like every other person on this wretched, burning planet. And she gets to exist however she fucking exists. How many people do you know are not taking good care of themselves right now in a wide variety of body types? Half y'all still eating hot sausages out of Flame Hot Cheetos bags like you were in high school. Please. I don't know. So I don't understand why we're, what we're even still doing. Like, y'all want that girl to hate herself so bad. Like, they do. And she they do. And it pisses you off. That is exactly and it. Pisses it. You off. Yes. Y'all are so <laughs> mad that a black woman proudly proclaims her fatness and her love of herself and her body. And so it's very clear that this nigga's issue has nothing to do with health and everything to do with his feelings about seeing Lizzo out here and being unashamed and still fucking flourishing. So maybe Aries Spears needs to focus on a real problem instead of his pathetic, sad-ass life and leave that talented, successful black girl out of it. Because what did Lizzo even and do to you? stop being delusional, nigga. Because nobody has thought or cared about your motherfucking ass since Deborah Wilson was carrying you in all your skits. Please I don't know it. who lied to you. Please I say don't it. know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, you're still booked. So are tons of comedians that haven't been funny. Enough. Lots of people work the clubs. Like, Lots of people work the not, clubs. <laughs> that don't mean yeah, nothing. Yeah, you work. Like, great. Good for you. Congratulations. I mean that you're funny and also to me you're right, bitch. Right. We're all out here working. And so maybe a couple of weirdo incels bought a $10 ticket to one of your standing room only 16 person max capacity shows. And good for you. (laughs) And good for you if that's the case. But Lizzo had nothing to do with any of this. I don't want to hear that health shit from niggas who be drinking brown liquor five days out the fucking week. Never sleep right. Bacon wrap, bacon beans. Listen. Eat whatever, ain't ate nothing that didn't come from a box in years. Balls be tangy, dick cheese all over the place, just nasty, unkempt. Every beverage contains 0% fruit juice. Oh, how y'all gonna say I'm projecting? You literally are. You assume that she's fat for the same reasons that you're fat. You don't take care of yourself, (laughs) but that is not Lizzo's issue. (laughs) Some people are just fat. There's natural body diversity in this world. 
People have always been fat and always will be. Same way they've always been tall or short or any other thing to do with bodies because we're just people. And you, I just, again, come with something that's not subjective. You first, bitch. You first. Sweetie, you know what? You're right. You being unattractive is subjective. <laughs> Fine. It's not Fine. technically a fact. Just because we all agree doesn't mean it's a fact. Yeah, just because all of us agree, I, I'm hard-pressed <laughs> to find someone who disagrees. But technically, you're right. Oh, my people said I was trending. Yeah, enjoy it. It won't happen again. We're going to go right back to forgetting that you were around. That's the thing, too. Like, y'all and the same lamos who ask these questions all the time do it so that you can trend. You know there's going to yep. kick up dust. You know that people are going to get backlash and people are going to, you know, talk about you. And then you can plug whatever fucking bullshit-ass event you got coming up or whatever. Like, that's what y'all... I'm so bored talking about Lizzo's weight. I don't care. The yeah. bitch literally tore down the stage at the VMA. She delivered a great performance. Looked good. Sounded good. Works her ass off. Minds her business is, like, unproblematic as far as I can tell. I And, y- like... Oh, she does And y'all succeed. still come... <laughs> Y'all still find ways mm-hmm. to comfort this woman's image packed in this bullshit uh, sentiment of, oh, well, we should just care about her health. A, that girl's health is none of her, your motherfucking business. Amen. And B, you should be more concerned with your health and the body your that you're health. walking around in. Bitch, you don't know her and she don't know you. She don't owe her health to nobody but herself. You the one talking about, oh, well. Shut the fuck up. I'm fat because all I do is eat pasta and I'm lazy and I will never want to work out. So Duh. that sounds like, so you worry about your health then. Because I'm pretty sure your doctor would tell you to, to lace up some tennis shoes and take a couple laps around the fucking block. Just get your heart rate to doing something. Anything. Worry about your health. And leave black girls out of it. I'm done. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. And finally, for that light-skinned, thumb-looking nigga who decided to bring Megan Thee Stallion into this shit on his new, this new project he has out with 21 Savage. It's called Her Lost. There's a song called Circo Loco. And in the very beginning of the song, he talks about, you know, he'd been fucking on a French bitch and uh, the way I'm dressing, I've been to a thousand islands, blah, blah, blah. And then this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. <laughs> First of all, I'm mad because you niggas thought that some of us were just as stupid as you as you are. And so you tried to be like, oh, well, it's not about Meg, actually. That's actually about any girl who who goes to Dr. Miami and other niggas and, and gets her ass done and blah, blah, blah. Like, you, as I said last week when we were talking about Drake and that fake interview, that fake Howard Stern shit um, and, and saying that he prefers top or whatever, he chooses his words deliberately. This bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. And you really, you really, when you sit down with the best of your thinking ability, when you just scrounge up every last drop of common sense you have, you really expect us to believe that that's not about Megan? 
I I have not listened to a Drake project all the way through since Scorpion, which I found extremely boring. And it's like every time he puts something out and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna listen to this. Oh, okay, I'm gonna press play on this. Every single time something about the lyrics comes out that makes me say, never fucking mind. Come for Megan for what? What the fuck did Megan do to you? Um, yeah, nothing. It's similar to what we were saying about the baby before. It's like shock and, you know, using the social media nonsense um, and the way people consume it to, you know, capitalize, basically. I just, you know, for me, I'm not shocked by any of it. Um... I think that you niggas are gay, like real gay. Mm. Um, uh, because you like actively hate women. Like you go out of your way to hate yep. and be harmful towards women. And at the same time, y'all eat dick on a regular basis as well. Like it's giving homosexual. I don't understand. Like, why did Lil Yachty feel the need to get on Instagram <sighs> out of who the fuck knows where and try and do a genius bar, like genius.com bar for bar sure. breakdown and like research study? Oh, it means like shots, like girls who be getting shots, like ass like he's, talking about bbls like girl shots like sh- like i swear this nigga said shots like 17 times none of us we know how rap works <laughs> we know how hip-hop works we know what like double entendre metaphors punchline we know that that rap has in many of its lines double meanings we we know it none of us are new and it wasn't even that clever of a fucking delivery that any of this is up for discussion. So who are you attempting to gaslight? Furthermore, get off that man's dick, bro. Like, why the fuck are you on Instagram Live eating full cock for this man's fucking... Like, we know what the fuck is going on. You niggas are gay. Like, this shit is weird. The whole rollout, Drake's entire musical journey of this year has given me DL. DL, like the journey of a DL man. And I'm not saying that he is DL. Follow me. Like, I'm not saying that he's on the DL. Mm -hmm. It's giving me like sonically and creatively, it's like you dropped this fucking warehouse gay gay rave Mm -hmm. fucking circuit party album. Right. Did. Right. So like you gave, I've been down Listening to the beats in my harness, I, you know I'm on I completely K forgot about G <laughs> X L M N O P. I'm wilding. I'm getting my entire life. I'm dipping. I'm butt naked. I'm taking shots out of the bottle from some incredibly hairy white man. I'm getting absolutely loose in the dark rooms. I'm getting my motherfucking fag life down at the gym. Breeze, do you understand me? And then. 
the end of that album into this new album gives me the party is over. I've left. The sunlight has hit my eyes and mm. so has reality. Yeah. And I have now come back to the uh, to the realization I have to go back into my actual life, mm-hmm. double life I've been living. Yeah. And now... I feel icky. I need to shower. I don't know how I feel about myself. So I'm going to overcompensate by being just incredibly toxic to everybody, especially women and whoever the fuck. I'm just going to pull my dick out similar to the way that I had done for the past eight to nine hours in this circuit party. I'm going to pull my dick out. I'm going to be the most aggressive, toxic, like provoking antagonistic nigga ever that way nobody could possibly think that I was getting my gay on down at the clubhouse because I'm a nigga like I'm a real nigga like I talk about bitches I talk about money I talk about niggas that can't fuck with me like it really is like like if he were to come out like the top of next year wherever this whole shit is over and was like I really wanted to tap into like the story of like the DL man and like that journey but through music i might be like girl (laughs) our house yep (laughs) like because that's what this is giving me like everything about this is giving me like the tale of a dl i'm over it i don't know why y'all need to have that lady name in your mouth or be playing games with her it's especially disgusting that you would do it have numerous ears hear it release it anyway and then you other niggas will argue over whether or not it is okay, excusable, or whatever, Takeoff's funeral ain't even start yet. Like, I think they just made the arrangements for that man's mm. funeral. Like, the amount of niggas, like, Mark Lamont Hill and one of these niggas said something about, like, oh, Drake would have never said this if it was a guy. The reaction would have never been the same if it was, like, a man who was shot of or course. whatever. We know that. We know that. But the fact that Takeoff was literally just murdered by gun violence. Takeoff is also someone that, as him and his other group members, were, as far as I know, very, very close to Drake. Right. And yet there's still no, like, thought or consideration or care. It's just not mathing to me, and I don't care no more. At this point, you niggas are all you got. I don't really have no faith in you or, you know, desire to see uh, any sort of progress in your lives. Y'all really don't even give a fuck. And the fact that a lot of you regular, degular ass fucking knee scraping ass bitches that these motherfuckers would never even spit on if you were in flames are out here eating up balls over these motherfuckers just just having fun and poking fun at someone who was traumatized by violence that was brought against her by this nigga's homeboy or or co-Torontonian or whoever the fuck. Like, all y'all bitches are weird. All you motherfuckers are weird. Why are you coming for Serena Williams' husband? Like, what the fuck? What do you someone made an excellent and and incredibly spot on uh point to that, which I don't think that there's any anything more that can be said, anything better um to be said, which is Drake's baby mama is an actual groupie. Oh, well, well, god damn it, god Alexis's damn it. baby mama is Serena fucking Williams. God Leave that man it. alone. Like, don't say nothing else, else to him. Like, why are we you wish leave him alone? 
Leave him alone. You like, literally don't talk wish. To him. You literally, you had a baby with an actual <laughs> white groupie, just some hoe, and then he had that child. And I don't remember nothing this angry, violent, graphic for the nigga who exposed you. I remember Diddy smacked the shit out you. I didn't hear nothing about that shit either. Perhaps I missed it. Maybe I missed it. But it seems to me you have a whole lot of smoke for Megan. And again, it brings me back to what the fuck did she do to you? What the fuck did Serena do to you other than move on and marry somebody who actually values her? That lady has been a married mom for like years now. Did you see what Alexis? The fuck are you? Did you see Alexis' response? Yes. Where he was like, I damn sure am. I I damn sure am a groupie for my wife, Serena goddamn Williams, the greatest athlete to ever exist. I sure the fuck am a groupie like the rest of the planet, you stupid bitch. I am a wealthy legend. (laughs) All on my own. You heard of Reddit, bitch? Have you heard of Reddit, bitch? My wife (laughs) is the the baddest and the best athlete to ever athlete. Doesn't get better than her. Stop talking to her. Like, you don't, like... I surely am but, a groupie. I surely am. For Serena fucking Williams. Meanwhile, you let it anybody that shows up. Girl. I was like, well, girl... I, I could like not believe it. I could this. not believe it. And as far as all that fake shit, all that fake promo you did, like, like that Howard Stern interview was fake, that... Yeah. Vogue magazine promotion that you did was fake and then it came out today that Condé Nast is suing them behind it and it's exactly what the fuck you deserve and the the thing about it is like so many people fake Vogue shoots so many people use that Vogue typeface and like do this sort of thing and normally normally they leave it alone because duh whatever like Obviously, some regular ass bitch from the middle of Oklahoma is not on the cover of Vogue. But you and 21 Savage posting this that looks real. And then you in your caption adding the fucking magazine and talking about we're on newsstands tomorrow. Thanks, Anna, for the love and support in this historic moment. They were like, now, wait a goddamn minute. They got actual ones printed. Like. They got actual magazines. What made you like fake ones? What made you think? That Condé Nast was not going to protect their extremely valuable, legendary brand against you niggas. Especially when you own that bitch talking shit about legendary black women whose pussies you would be incredibly privileged to even sniff. You would be lucky to be in the same room as Serena Williams. It's a miracle that she ever even spoke to you. For you to be disrespecting that woman like that, like she has not outperformed you in every goddamn way. For you to be coming at Megan out of nowhere, you got Dr. Miami making TikToks talking about your fucking liposuction and shit. Like you really (laughs) fucked up now. You really fucked up now. It has. But like, also, Megan don't be doing nothing to you niggas. She be rapping and being fine eating hot Cheetos, being ghetto on Instagram, taking sexy-ass pictures with her niggas. She don't do nothing to y'all. Y'all be coming at her because she had the audacity to talk about what happened to her and to be real about it. 
And when black women are the reason you even have a career in the first place, these are some extremely questionable choices to make. Nah, Drake got me fucked up. Yes, there are a lot of Drake songs I like. Yes, I've been a Drake fan in the past, but this is bullshit. Period. It ain't no other way around it. You can call out your fucking face when they are dead ass the fuck wrong. And this is wrong. Megan didn't deserve it. Serena didn't deserve it. Apologize to Olympia. That's it for me. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, everyone, for all of your support throughout 2022, the ups and the downs. We could not have done it without you. And we are so looking forward to connecting with y'all again in the new year. Those of you who have tickets to our 10-year anniversary show, we'll see you in February. Otherwise, you know, you'll see us right here every week on your podcast app, your favorite podcast. It's three. All right. Take care of yourselves. We'll see y'all soon.